Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another Jags podcast. This is your daily mailbag for October 25th. Hope you're getting everything ready for Halloween, whether you're dressing up as your favorite sixth round quarterback or if you're just handing out candy. We hope you are all ready for this holiday. Uh, Before we jump into the Jets and the Jets offense and the Jets defense, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We are at Another Jags Pod. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Another Jags Podcast as well. This is going to be one of our first video casts. So if you're listening to just the podcast, make sure to follow us on YouTube so you can watch along as we look at some plays that the Jets have had in the past. Well, let's jump right into it, okay? We asked Jags fan on Twitter what the Jags are going to have to do if they're going to win Sunday versus the Jets. Give us your thoughts for the pod. In first place with 38% pressure on Darnold. In second place with 35%, Minshew in a groove early. Third place, 18%, get Fournette going. And last place, 9%, stop Le'Veon Bell. I was surprised that Le'Veon Bell, stopping Le'Veon Bell only got 9%. The dude's really, really good. Uh, I mean, he didn't do great against the Cowboys in the game that they actually played well, the team. But he was pretty good against the Patriots in the game. They got smacked last week. They lost 33-0. to He had 15 carries for 70 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. I mean, he's a volume guy, and he's a receiving back. Those are the guys that scared the most. But let's get into what you guys had to say. Pressure on Darnold. 38%. That's interesting. And I, it might just be recency bias because of the whole ghost comment, right? He said uh, the NFL Network or the NFL mic'd up, picked up um, a comment on the field where he said he's seen ghosts out there, which is a very common expression for, for quarterbacks. Uh, it's something quarterback coaches use when explaining to quarterbacks that you know they're not reading the field well or they're getting uh, happy feet or whatever it is that we call it. But let's see what you guys had to say on YouTube. UCF Jaguar, and he's at UCF underscore Jaguar. He's one of our favorites. He says, uh, start posting on your YouTube channel again. Well, UCF Jaguar, you're in luck because this video is going up on YouTube, and I think you will like it. It's very, very interactive, maybe? Zach, and he's Zach D. Drum, says, pressure Darnold and finish red zone trips with touchdowns, and we win by a big margin. Easier said than done. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, I mean, I think it's kind of what everyone's thinking when they're saying pressure Darnold. And with the injured offensive line the Jets have and the lack of bodies they really have, it's no surprise that the number one answer was to get pressure on Darnold. Offensive line is such a thin position. Do you know what I saw tonight watching Monday Night Football? 
when the Redskins were out there trying to drive down the field. Guess who they had at left guard for the Redskins? Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers was playing left guard. I, I thought that was completely comical. All right, so here's a clip I wanted to show you guys um, about why I think it's important to pressure Darnold. All right, let me paint a picture for the podcast listeners. Uh, the Jets were up 7-3 to three against the Cowboys. This is two weeks ago. Uh, it's the second quarter. There's about three minutes left in the half, and the Jets are backed up to their own eight-yard line. Okay, it's first down, eight-yard line. The Cowboys are, had just gone for it, and they didn't get it. They ran like a, uh, a, a quarterback power with Dak Prescott with, with Ezekiel Elliott lead blocking, I believe is what happened. So there's momentum there, and you can kind of expect a big play, but you're not expecting a play like this. The Jets are just in your standard ace formation, 11 formation, one tight end, one running back is all that means. They got twins out to the left. That's We call that the field side in this situation. And the boundary side is just one-on-one Robbie Anderson with a Cowboys defensive back. The Cowboys are going to attempt to run a cover three, and if we play the play, we can see it. But the Jets run a pretty effective play action here, and, and we see what happens. So, uh, unfortunately, Robbie Anderson's defensive back has, has creeped up to press position, which is not going to do him any, any favors here. Uh, Sam Darnold turns around, play action to Le'Veon Bell, which gets three Cowboys box players to commit to the run, which leaves our cover three defensive backs in one-on-one coverage. After a five-step drop, Sam Darnold senses a little bit of pressure to his like front to his right side that he can see. Steps up in the pocket, delivers a throw, and strikes down the field at Robbie Anderson. Beautiful, beautiful throw. Uh, you'll see when when Robbie Anderson is releasing, we'll, we'll we'll look back at it. Robbie Anderson just basically dusts the DB and the single high free safety. Like that's pretty impressive. They ended up being a 92-yard touchdown pass. It was the second longest play, I think, in, Jan- in Jets franchise history. Great play. I mean, those are the type of explosive plays. Look, look, the, we're going to have to get pressure on Darnold because Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, those are two guys that are really, really underrated. Demarius Thomas is on, the, is on the team. He didn't do much in the Patriots game. Three receptions, 42 yards. But, I mean, it's not a bunch of scrubs out there. It's really not. And we have to get pressure on Darnold. If we can get pressure on it like the Patriots did, then I think we'll be in good position. But don't think that Sam Darnold is some slappy. Just because he threw four interceptions last week against the number one defense in the league, don't think for a second that we're going to be able to just let him go untouched and be okay because we're not. Look, the, the, Jets, the Jets also, I mean, look, they got guys like Ryan Griffin. Like, he had one catch. He did not play well against the Patriots. But the dude's 6'6". He's been in the league for a while. He had a touchdown catch against the Cowboys. Look, the, the, the Jets were up like 21-6 to at halftime against the Cowboys. So, yeah, I don't know. Let's get back to what, some other things you guys said on, on Twitter. Samuel, and he's at SamDadDonna says protect Minshew in the pocket. And I think that's what y'all, I think he kind of shares the sentiment of the second leading vote getter in this poll, and that's Minshew in a groove early, which I think is accurate. But here's what you got to remember. Minshew has had plays, and he has had, I mean, he's had a bunch of games where he came out in the second half a different guy 
like whatever adjustment was made in the locker room, we've seen Minshew make that adjustment. So the defense has, has held us in games at halftime and has allowed the offense to kind of wake up, make adjustments, and make good plays. Look, Tom Brady didn't torch the Jets. I mean, he was 31 for 45 for 250 yards. He had a touchdown and an interception. 250 yards, a touchdown interception, like that's very, very doable out of Minshew. And, and we almost expect that out of Minshew. If Minshew doesn't have 250 yards and a touchdown, it's a bad day for him. 250 and a touchdown is an average day. And the Patriots won 33-0. to zero. Now, granted, the Patriots' defense is elite. But I think our defense is good, too. So I think we shape up well against the... Against, against what they're doing. And, and look, here's, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Here's what scares me the most about the Jets. It's Jamal Adams. Look, I, I know Leonard Williams is a good player, but Jamal Adams, just closing speed is, is remarkable. Like, let's look, like, let's look here at, the, at this play. The Jets are playing the Patriots, uh, and this, is, this play is going to happen. Oh, we got some sound here. Okay. This play is going to happen... In the first quarter, eight minutes left in the game. It's zero, or eight minutes left in the in the quarter. It's zero to zero. Patriots are really going to be driving on their first touchdown run. They dump it out quick to James White, and the first guy there is Le'Veon Bell. Let me see if I can back it up here to where you can see here. Okay, they're showing Josh McDaniels here, uh, offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach. The Patriots run their standard gun formation, ten gun formation, trips right. The Jets are in what seem to be some sort of cover one, cover three. I mean, they love that, which shows us that you know, the rails are going to be open. Look where Jamal Adams comes from. Look where Jamal Adams makes the play from on this field. And this is just one example of many. But Jamal Adams is going to be lined up directly in front of the running back on the right side. Patriots are going to... The Patriots identify that the, they're in man coverage. Imagine, imagine, like, look, our podcast listeners can't see the screen. But Jamal Adams is lined up like 12 yards off the line of scrimmage. Okay? And he's going to... The Patriots identify that Jamal Adams is in man coverage with James White. They're going to run James White in motion. Jamal Adams is going to follow him. They're going to run a little pick play. Here, Jamal Adams look, fights through the traffic. Makes a play on the ball carrier. Gain of five. Like, if we can identify him pre-snap and say, okay, here he is. Let's throw it anywhere else. I think Minshew gets in a groove early. I think if they get Fournette the ball in space, I think if they get Chris Conley on his trademark slant routes that he's just a, apparently a god at all of a sudden, and we get Chart going vertical, I think we're okay. I mean, Philip Dorsett had a great play against the Jets where he went vertical. I'll try and find it. Uh, no promises. But uh, look, you can beat these guys vertical. You can beat these guys to the side. You just got to keep the ball away from Jamal Adams. All right, we're going to take a quick break and uh, let, let our podcast listeners get a quick word from our sponsors. Um, and then we'll be right back. So, so thanks for listening and uh, hang tight. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast. This is the daily mailbag for friday so you can you can listen to this on friday at work you can watch the video on youtube saturday if you want because we all know we got the day off supposed to be raining for the next couple of days so there's a little weather forecast for you uh you make sure you follow us on twitter at another jags pod you can follow me personally on twitter 
I'm at jtrent904. And I actually am just about to begin the Orlando Magic season, which means that our another Magic podcast is starting up here soon. So make sure you subscribe to our another Magic podcast. Look, if you're not a basketball fan and you don't really follow the NBA, now's the time. Now's the time to begin to get in the NBA, follow the Magic, and you can give me some love, and then <laughs> it'll be all Gucci from there, as the youngins say. All right, so I teased a uh, play before the break, and I said I would try to find it for you. Guess what, guys? I found it for you. And this is what I think Chark will be able to do against the Jets if we identify it and, and play it right here. So um, on this play right here, we have the Patriots again in their standard 10-gun formation, basically meaning one quarterback, one running back, and that's it. Okay? And... Um, do they have a tight end snuck in there? They do have a tight end snuck in there. Okay. Sorry. Okay. They do have a tight end snuck in there. So that's, this is their 11 gun formation. They got twins out to the right. The Jets are going to roll into a cover one like they usually do or cover three, whatever you want to call it. One high safety in the middle of the field. It's actually an inverted cover three because Jamal Adams, and he'll do this. Jamal Adams will do this. Jamal Adams will come down from the middle of the field and he'll play the flat. He'll do that a lot. We call that an inverted cover three or, you know, cloud, uh, uh, whatever it's called, and then so, uh, man, I'm 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 fumbling, boys. Okay, here we go. Fumble with the video. <clears throat> I'm still a rookie on this video stuff here. Philip Dorsett vertical route. Tom Brady three step drop. Twenty, I think it's twenty two, twenty seven yard touchdown. Just drops it right in. One on one. Philip Dorsett makes a play in the back of the end zone because they caught him in a cover three. Look, the Jags will be able to do this all day. If the Jags can, I mean, I anticipate Gardner Minshew throwing it up to DJ Chark and him making this type of play over and over and over again. I mean, if Philip Dorsett can do it, I mean, that's some lousy, lousy coverage. Ball is dropped in perfectly. Minshew can do that. Minshew drops the ball in like that. So uh, I'm excited for uh, that to happen. But you know, let's get back to what you guys had to say on, on Twitter. In third place, and here's where I actually align with the votes. I, I don't vote on these, but um, if I did, I would vote for get Fournette going. Because look, dude, that's it. That's it, man. If Leonard Fournette has a good game, we win. So the question is, what are the Jags going to have to do to win Sunday against the Jets? It's to get Fournette going. Look, the Jets' D-line is good. They have injuries along the D-line, but you have to remember that Leonard Williams could can be double teamed. If Leonard Williams is double teamed, get Fournette on the outside, outside zone. Give Fournette the ball in space. Look, Fournette has evolved into a receiving back type. He, he's, he's developed into that. Let, let's take a look here at the plays. In the Patriots game. Patriots are up 17-0. Uh, it's pretty much hopeless at this point. Uh, they got down pretty big pretty early and pretty much got demoralized. Jets stopped running the ball. Huge criticism of Adam Gase. People hate Adam Gase. I was reading the Jets subreddit and people hate Adam Gase, man. The guy's not that bad, is he? I mean... But look at your history of coaches that you've had. I mean, that's not like you've had I mean, Rex Ryan. It's not like you've had these outstanding offensive minds anyways. Given a, I mean, this team is ridiculously injured. But look at what the Patriots do. Here they are. We'll call this 11-gun because we'll call this guy Lennon as a tight end, even though he's a tight split. 
Another tight split here. So they're in shotgun. They got James White out to his right. Tom Brady is there. Uh, the Jets appear to be in a bare front, basically meaning they have a guy in every single gap. Some kind of little funky little middle linebacker, outside linebacker. I guess he's protecting us to slant. I actually like this. I actually like this formation on defense. Okay, but then you got what this guy, what's this guy doing? Like for our podcast listeners, the middle linebacker pretty much is going to drop back two, three yards into the end zone playing between the safeties. What's Tom Brady do? Oh, inside zone, out of shotgun. They pull the right tack, or they pull the receiver, or, or they pull the lineman, running back gets in there, touchdown. This is something Fournette can do. Look, I'm not a big inside zone fan for the Jacks. Look, I love inside zone for any other team. Love this play call. This is probably the play call I call in this situation. If I'm the Patriots, I'm calling inside zone because look, well, how are the Jets playing? You basically have five defensive linemen, and then you're backing up your middle linebacker to play between your safeties. Not the greatest idea, if you ask me. And uh, it it showed because the Patriots walked right in for a touchdown, like they always do. Now they might have. I think they got a holding call, called it back, but uh, it, had, it was from the, on the outside. Had nothing to do with the play whatsoever. But we've seen it that a Fournette has a good game. The Jags control the ball. And if they control the ball, they control the game and the time of possession. And if they control the time of possession, they win. So I think that's why that answers the question. All right, this last one, stop Le'Veon Bell with only 9%. That's surprising. Ryan, and he's at Ryan DTWD, said Bell is definitely their biggest weapon, but we saw what happens when Darnold is shaken up. Look, Bell is their, is, I mean, he is their biggest weapon. And he's, unfortunately, he's due for a game. And for a team that's incredibly small in the interior, I mean, Marcel Darius being out, you got Taven Bryan moving in. Although, although I do think Taven Bryan will be better at that one technique than people think he will be. We're small. We're small in the interior. So we've got to learn to, to stop the run on that inside zone because I think that's what people are going to do to us. And I think that's how we lose if we do lose. It's going to be Le'Veon Bell pounding the rock. I mean, he had 15 carries for 70 yards against the Patriots. And he had 14 carries for 50 yards against the Cowboys. So he's averaging over 3.6 yards per carry in both of those games. I uh, Look, Le'Veon is important, but he's not the Le'Veon he used to be. So, uh, you know, according to you guys, it's, it's, you know, have Darnold seen ghosts again. A lot of you say Minshew getting in the groove early. I get that. Get Fournette going. I think that's kind of where I'm more eye aligned, me and the 18 percenters. And then uh, stopping Le'Veon Bell. Really, that's what it's going to come down to. That's what it's going to come down to. Um, I think one person said uh, protecting Minshew. I mean, that's that's true. Protecting Minshew is going to be important. Kelly Trent, and she's at Kelly with a K, said this. Kelly's a fan of keeping Minshew upright. I think we all are. Interesting to see what happens with him and Nick Foles. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about that in the future. But that's going to wrap up our daily mailbag. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, the, uh, we have a YouTube video for this one. We have a video. So go check it out and um, see what we got going on. And uh, you might like it. You might prefer it to the podcast. But either way, it's up to you. We appreciate you guys listening. Make sure to support our sponsors. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. And do all that fun stuff that we ask you to do every single week. And as always, go Jags.